This audio presentation of You Are God is broadcast to you courtesy of MindworthyInfo.com and it's presented to you by yours truly, Rochelle Dixon. The purpose of You Are God is to break down the Bible and to show you that the Bible is nothing more than allegory and it isn't meant to be taken literally. But throughout the ages, men has been taking the Bible literally and by doing this, they have diminished the true mystical fact that lies within the Bible. You Are God is here. To break down the Bible piece by piece and to show you that all the characters, places, and events are nothing more than different states of man's consciousness personified as characters, places, and events. Brothers and sisters, I thank you so much for joining me for another installment of You Are God. This is yours truly, Rasheel Dixon. Please go on over to MindWorthyInfo.com, subscribe, always great things. We have something great coming and... uh. A piece of literature that is going to shape and change the mind of millions of people. And I'm happy to know it's coming. You will know in the upcoming weeks, and I'm sure you will love it. Today we're going to talk about the right blessings to count. And people always talk about count your blessings. As if if you have a shortcoming and you're trying to get something and it didn't happen, but... They want you to look at the other things that's going on and say, count your blessings as if that's supposed to be something to, cons- to basically make you feel better. Or it's supposed to be a prize that's supposed to be like, hey, well, at least you didn't get this, but you you have this. Your blessings are what you should be happy with. Don't let someone tell you to be happy with something that you didn't gain because they are trying to make you feel better. And that always mm, doesn't really work out right. So I want to bring your attention to Matthew chapter 5. And we're going to look at Matthew chapter 5 and we're going to talk about it piece by piece and you're going to see how if you utilize this chapter, it can help you when it comes to your consciousness and illuminate your mind and let you see the power that you hold. But before we go into that, I want you all to know that um, we have a workshop coming up in the next couple of weeks and it's going to be off the chain. So come check it out. Come down to MindWorthyInfo.com. I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 5 and I'm going to start at verse 3 and we're going to talk about it piece by piece. And it's going to showcase how you are the spiritual entity and in you is the master key to unlock everything. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And this is Matthew's chapter 5, verse 3 to 6. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The spirit is what is inside you. The spirit is the breath. It is also the mind and the vigor, depending on how you use it. And spirit and breath in Hebrew are the same thing, also along with wind. It comes from the word of ruach. And we know that the ruach or the breath or the spirit is that inspiration and also that light in you that make you know that when you are poor in spirit, 
When one is poor, they are lacking. When you're pouring spirit, you are lacking and you are seeking more and you are getting it. That's why it says, for theirs is a kingdom of heaven. Remember that kingdom of heaven is within and within you is it all. And blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. When you mourn, you are showing a great amount of emotion. When you know that blessed are yours, the poor in spirit and the kingdom of heaven is within, you will be comforted because you're emotion and feelings that you are touching will give it to you because blessed are the meek the meek are those that are humble for they shall inherit the earth the earth you will inherit it all when you know that you are meek and humble and in you is the power and the ability to conquer and gain what you want because blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness now we see how these all are aligned up when you are poor in spirit and you are blessed for mourning, and you seek righteousness, you are hungry. And the hunger that you speak and thirst for is righteousness. And to live righteous is to live in alignment and in one with what is right and what is your cause and purpose and your God. And that God is your I am purpose, and the I am purpose is the one that fulfills you and will push you. Because blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. When you are merciful and you have mercy upon others and upon yourself and know what is destined to be is yours and no one can alter your way of thinking, you are someone that will be the one with the mercy. And life will show you mercy because you understand the laws of mind. Because blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The pure in heart. Heart is a Chaldean word for the subconscious mind. To be pure in heart is to understand the power of your subconscious mind and comprehend that it is what gives you everything. It's uncorrupted. It is pure. Something that is pure is something that's untainted. For they shall see God. When you see God, you know who is God. And to know who is God is to know I am He who everyone else wants to see. But they are lost because they are praying to an outside God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Those who are the peacemakers become the children of God because you understand that in order to be in accord and in harmony with the universe and with God in your I am, you have to be one of peace because God doesn't rest where there is war and confusion. That is out of the harmony with God. So you're counting your blessings, but you have to understand the right blessings to count. Because people will count the failures and look at the other things they have and say, well, at least this came true or at least I have that. Well, they're doing it wrong when they do it this way. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. See, when you're persecuted for righteousness sake, you will get around people who will constantly look at you and judge you and will see you as a weirdo or might not even see you as someone that can fit in. But you are aware and you know what you're doing because when you know what you're doing and you know that you're doing it for righteousness sake, it is aligning you with the God of the Bible or the God that is in you, I should say, the I am factor, the first name of God, the I am, the Yahweh, the Israeli kingdom of heaven that you must align with, which is your conscious awareness focused on a specific situation and you seeing the outcome because having seen the end, you already will the means to an end. So the power and the kingdom is yours when you're righteous because blessed are ye. When men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. For my sake. 
Here we see the master teacher, Jesus Christ, is speaking, but we understand that Jesus is the illumined thought of man, the one that puts your mind and your whole idea of who you are in alignment with who you're supposed to be. And your conscious awareness and understanding who Jesus is, is the power that will uplift you and take you out of any situation that you might find yourself in. Remember, Jesus is illumined reasoning. Illumined reasoning is something that one who is able to see their thoughts and gradually gain the power they're supposed to have that will connect them to God and their I am is the one who gets connected to Jesus because no one can go to the Father unless they go through him. To go through Jesus is to be illumined reasoning and your awakening reasoning and your illumined thoughts make you see that God, the I am power always lives within you. And you always have the power. Any problem you have is because you planted a seed and now it's coming back to harvest and it's coming to meet up with you. So, when you per are persecuted for the sake of Jesus, as it speaks here, you're persecuted because people don't understand that your power and understand what you are gaining or who you are. Sometimes when you're going through this journey and you're awakening and you are rising up in consciousness, Many will not understand you. Even your own family might look at you as if you have lost your mind or look at you in a different light. But it's only because you are dying to this world and you are born in the new world and you realize that your thoughts, your feelings, and your imagination is what gives you everything that you want. People who walk around and are down and out is because they have used their imagination and that's the power of God against them. And it is destroying them. And so... They are failing. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Your reward which is in heaven. Heaven represents the skies. Now we have to look at this and see the allegory. And the skies are above. Your mind is what's the heaven in you. It is above and it can elevate you or it can also bring you to the ground. People based on how they think is how their life will be wrapped around them and how it will be molded. So when you see this, you have to see the power that it holds and you have to know that you will be able to rejoice, rejoice, singing songs and praise and know that you have kept your I am uncorrupted. And so yea, are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost its savior, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. The salt of the earth. Salt is a preservative. Salt could either preserve something with good flavor or it can preserve something and keep it in its old ways. So when you see it here, when you are the salt of the earth, you are preserved and you are preserving the earth. And if you the salt lost its flavor and you're preserving this earth that you are building in you and you create in the world. And if you lose its flavor, it shall be good for nothing, meaning it can, it's no longer as strong as a preservative as it used to be. And it's being thrown under the foot of men to walk on as if it's useless. And when you realize that you are not preserving the person or the thought that is going to keep you illumined and it's going to awaken your sense of reasoning, which is the Jesus Christ of the Bible, then you shall be no good and you shall be the salt that lost its flavor. 
Yea, are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. The light of the world, light illumines. The city that is on the hill is the illumined mind and the illumined thought that you possess. This city cannot be hidden because it is high above, elevated, and also illumined with light. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it is giveth light unto all that are in the house. All that are in the house will be illumined and will be one that uses this light to their advantage. You are in this house that you're building. Within you lies many faculties of different feelings and emotions, different imaginal acts, different things that create the scenes that create the life that you desire. On your mystical tale and on your mystical journey, you'll come across so much. You'll come across this type of things on a regular basis. And you will be able to Illumine everything that is around you. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. When you make your light shine, you live in your truth. When you live in your truth, people will see it. People will see your happiness and the men and everyone will know that you are a symbol of hope, a symbol of light. And it is all because your I am is shining within you. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy but to fulfill. When you see this and you say, think not that I come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy but to fulfill. You see, when you're going through changes and you're getting illumined and you're awakening and your reasoning is changing, you might find yourself fighting inside with who you once were. And you didn't come to destroy the law. But you come to fulfill it, meaning this new feeling of awareness that is coming to you is coming to fulfill all your desires. And you have to first die to what you believed in before. And it might feel funny or it might feel strange, especially when you spent your whole life going through one set of beliefs. And now it's come and you feel yourself awakening and it's time for you to get out of your old you and step into your new you and get out of the way of yourself. For verily, verily, I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one little shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. All must be fulfilled, meaning everyone will fulfill their purpose and their destiny. If someone is constantly in pain and strife and agony, it's because that is their purpose that they created in their mind. They might not have been aware of it or consciously agreed to it. But within them, they have allowed this to take them over. And by taking them over by storm, it is destroying them. And it is causing them to erode. And inside, they are losing it all. The law must be fulfilled no matter what you believe in. And you will fulfill your law based on your beliefs. So if you believe that life is supposed to be hard and life is hard and you can't find a good job and you can't find a good man or a good woman... So that becomes and you will fulfill that law. So this is why you're not supposed to use the laws of mind against you. Because when you do, you use it to defeat you. And by making it defeat you, you will never, ever fulfill your blessings. You see, whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so. He shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven, but whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. You see, when those who 
choose to break the law and destroy themselves and tear themselves down and tear the world down around them and others, you will make yourself low in the kingdom of heaven because within you, you will feel like you're not accomplished, you're not great, and you're not good enough. And the four things that cause the mankind's problems is hate, inferiority. And first, let's talk about hate and inferiority. That is something that can destroy someone because when you hate yourself and hate the world around you, you will feel inferior. And by feeling inferior, you'll never feel good enough. And when you never feel good enough, you will always be in a state of lack. So we see that the other two, um, hate, inferiority, then we see fear. And fear is something that comes. And it destroys people. It destroys someone and it will consume them. And when fear comes in, they are never thinking that it's the right time. They will hold back. And the more they hold back, they project more attitudes of being inferior. So we see that it's hate, inferiority, fear, and one who has a low concept of themselves. And it all comes together. And when it all comes together, it destroys them. So we have to hold on. When you hold on and you see that the kingdom of heaven is within and if you teach men the law and teach them and focus on them uplifting their consciousness, they will be uplifted and you will be great in the kingdom. Those who teach them lessons, lessons that's not going to elevate them are less. For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. Yea, shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Your righteousness must be so great that it passes the scribes and the Pharisees. And remember, the scribes and the Pharisees are looked upon as doubt. And those who doubt you and the doubt and the element of fear, doubt. Fear, doubt, inferiority. And one who looks at themselves not being the best. So fear, doubt, inferiority, and hate. The four things. We see it here. We see that these are what can corrupt the subconscious mind. And when it's corrupted, one will go down a lane that they proclaim to hate. But they'll be lost and have no way how to get out of it. And when you don't know how to get out of it, you're stuck. And when you're stuck, you just don't know what to do. Yea, I've heard that it was written by them of old time that thou shalt not kill, and, so, and whosoever shall kill will be in danger of the judgment. We see, we look at Matthews 5, 21, and we see that, Yea, have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not kill. Every day people are killing. They are killing their hopes and their dreams. And they are killing themselves with thoughts of, I am not good enough. Back to that hate, fear, inferiority, and doubt, which ruins man's consciousness. And by ruining their consciousness, it corrupts their subconscious. And in psychosomatic medicine, we also see, when we study it, we see that the four things that lead to man's problems are hate, fear, doubt, and inferiority. And psychosomatic medicine teaches us that every human ailment or problem starts off within the subconscious mind. So if you can treat this, then you can treat other problems like cancer and every other problem that comes with mankind. 
So now, when you kill, you are constantly killing every day. People will kill their happiness. You ever went around someone, their spirit was so dead and so dry that it killed you. And it probably left you like, I can't be around this person anymore. But I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Those who are angry with their brother are those who hold animosity and hate towards another. When you condemn someone because you feel like they surpassed you on the ladder of success or hate someone for something you are blocking your own success and you are blocking your own advancement you cannot try to gain something and then hate someone for having what you want to gain it's not going to come to you you are pushing it away and it will gain wings and fly away from you remember you are going against what you're supposed to do and what you're supposed to gain you're supposed to be happy that god is shining his light on someone else because god the same god that is shining on him will shine on you because god lives within you and within everything else and throughout our society People have taken these words literally and they are losing the game of life and they wonder why someone can be a holy man or be so religious but it seems like God is never prospering them. It's because they don't understand the laws of mind and by not understanding it, they're defeating themselves and they're counting the wrong blessings. You get in hellfire when you are burned by life in every step of the way and everything you do you feel like it's not going right. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother has aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way first, be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. To reconcile with your brother is to make sure you get rid of all the animosity and anger you have towards another, because you cannot go far or help yourself when you have bitterness and resentment in your heart for another, because another is you pushed out, and by you projecting hate towards another, that same hate is back reflected upon you, because everything and everyone is you, a piece of your state of consciousness, a piece of your mind put together to create your day and how you feel and your emotions and you control everything because you are God. Agree with thine adversary quickly. Whilst thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge and the judge deliver thee to the officer and thou be cast into prison. Forgive those who have wronged you because they have no idea what they are doing. The more they wrong you, they are wronging themselves, as we all are musical notes in the grand orchestra that God is playing, and everyone have their piece, and everyone has their role. You hold the power to go forward, and you can make yourself go forward. Remember that when you count your blessings, you are counting all the right things that you're supposed to count. You're not going around praying like someone is trying to pray when you already know it's there. Blessings are to be counted and they're to be held. And if you want to hold them the right way, know that in your imagination you have that in which that you want to have because it's already yours. Brothers and sisters, I thank you so much for joining me. This was another snippet. Please 
Come on over to mindworthyinfo.com for more. We have wonderful teachings. And as I said, in a couple of weeks, this thing is going to be amazing. You will see what I have in store. Come on over. Please subscribe to mindworthyinfo.com. Until next time, brothers and sisters. Now, let us go into the silence.